Inside the Chip. That's Data Prince Alex. Welcome to the Blue Collar Dynasty Podcast. We're busting our backs, getting our jeans dirty, and playing next man up dynasty football. We're giving you in the trenches dynasty talk every week. Please reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter. Follow us and message us on Instagram at Blue Collar Dynasty, where you can get sneak previews of the things to come. And on Twitter at Born Football, that's B O R N E Football. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen. All right, y'all. This week, we're talking week two review. We're doing week three do's and don'ts and week three starts of the week. All right. So at the time of this recording, the Saints and the Panthers are playing. So we're going to be quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and it's important to note. So we, we record on Mondays. And so uh, the Monday night games haven't happened yet. So that's Saints, Panthers, Browns, Steelers. We have no idea what's happening, um, but I, I'm sure, I'm 100% sure that our guys are doing great. That's what I know. Really? <laughs> Whoever those guys are, I'm sure they're doing just fine. That's true. All right, let's do it. All right, so week two, we say don't overreact to week one. Only make changes based on things you know 100%. All right, so let's look at some of the bounce backs. All right, so we've got a list here of people who had a great bounce back week. Um, we're going to talk about each of us going to talk about two of them. Um, and if our heart really desires to talk about one person or the other, we can go ahead and do that. But let's go ahead and do it. So let's, first thing, actually, can I do it? Because I've been I've been bashing bashing this situation this whole time. Tight ends, yo! Shout out to the tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, we y'all balling this year. <laughs> Let's go. I'm actually paying attention, right? So very, very happy with what what I'm seeing. Hunter Henry, shout out to my man Hunter Henry. He gave me points in fantasy. Uh, Ferguson, uh, Shoemaker, uh, which we call it, uh, on the which we call it on the Ravens. I'm gonna forget his name. Oh yeah, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Even Zach Ertz was getting mixy in there. So I'm like, shout out to the tight ends. I don't know if the defense is just getting so much faster. The quarterbacks are scared. Let's just give it to the tight end because they're closer. But hey, y'all just keep up, keep doing what you're doing. So that's 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 my number one uh person. Then my number two, you already know who's gonna be Geno Smith. Shout out to my man Geno. You know, he came out the trenches, he was ready to work, throwing dimes left and right, game winning drive. Ah, I don't know who got them on their fantasy, but I know they got a lot of points. A lot, a lot of points. So, shout so out to my man. I got to make two points to what, what you said. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, number one tight end on the week. week two. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Um, and my other comment is probably worth shouting out, like, all of the quarterbacks that we like, or or at least, at least like, a lot of quarterbacks did really well and had bounce back games. Daniel Jones had yep. was, Daniel Jones that was, shot. Way, was number one in some leagues and number two in our league. Josh Allen, number three, Kirk Cousins, number one. I uh, see that. I saw that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Freaking Josh Dobbs. Lamar Yo, Jones. shout out to my man, Joshua Dobbs. You know, I put him, I already got the waivers on him. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, he could be good. Yeah. So, no, it's because I got no quarterback. They all got injured. Oh, well, that's that's I, fair. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you need a starting quarterback. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, all right. So my my two guys, because mostly I don't think these guys are going to pop up anywhere else. I'm going to go Marvin Mims. 
he's a bounce back to me. Um, and it's interesting because he's a rookie, so his week one performance wasn't all that great. But week two was good. He showed up um, on a Denver def- or a Denver offense that um, really needs some some of their wide receivers to live up to their hype. So it was nice to see him put together a good game. The funny thing about it was he had the same exact number of receptions, but he had he had a crazy number of yards difference. So two receptions, nine yards week one. And then week two, two receptions, 113 yards. <laughs> so kind of weird, kind of wild. Might be a fluke, but we see flashes, so that's cool. Um, They're still filming him out. He's, he's he's getting settled into his position. That's it. Yep, yep. The the other – I'm having a hard time. There's a lot of wide receivers that really bounced back that were great, and I, I guess that's going to be my last one, my second one, is I'm just going to list them off here because – Drake London, DJ Moore, Sky Moore, uh, all three of them really. <laughs> it's the Moors, the more more London. That's what we need. More, more. <laughs> um, uh, they, yeah, that's an American. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Anti America. Look at us. Yeah, really living up to our name here. Yeah, they were great. Uh, and they, or I should say, they did their job a little bit more. Um, in week two, and I I would expect some variance throughout the year, but you know they're gonna be relevant guys. Uh, Big shout out to uh, what you call it, Eric Bieniemy, uh, and your offense. Y'all doing y'all doing a hell of a thing over there. Oh yeah, good shout out. Uh, what about those crash rockets? This is this is no, one I, I, I don't agree a hundred percent with this list, and we'll talk about this in a second. Well, these, but let's go so ahead. These, are, these are players that did really well in week one and did horribly in week two. Yeah. So I guess the first the first player, Tyler Algier, I agree with you on that. Definitely a crash rocket. And you know, I had I picked him. I believed in him. But I don't know what happened. I I don't I didn't see Green Bay's defense being able to affect him in any capacity mm-hmm. like that or in a major capacity, but wow, like nothing. But number two, the one this one I just don't agree with, maybe because I'm just a little bit biased to my guy. Uh Calvin Ridley. I just don't feel like it's his fault. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing is that these aren't supposed to be the player's fault. It's it's the fact okay. that he only scored 4.2 points on the week. Gotcha. Okay, he's making sure. And he had eight targets and only two receptions. I mean, that's a little his fault, but maybe. Um, I don't know. Well, maybe. he caught maybe he caught a great pass and he got a he got a he caught a great pass in the end zone, but it was such a tight window. He caught it. He came down with it clearly, but a part of his foot was out was out of bounds. It was just a tough situation for that one. That would have given a lot of points with that one, but yeah. I understand. Yeah, it's all good. So, and I thought you were gonna say Brees Hall, who who fell on his face. And yeah, he, no, I'm not. Had, he had two good runs against the Bills, and they just happened to be one of them happened to be for eighty yards. So he had a good week one because of that. Roshan Johnson, yeah. we kind of saw coming. Um, he's in a timeshare right now in Chicago, and they're they're trying to still figure out what their identity is. It seems like Zay Jones, yeah. Rashi Rice didn't really show up. Joshua Kelly with an injured um, Austin Eckler, we thought he would do something, he didn't, and uh, Romeo Dobbs um, didn't do as well. 
I think that's a touchdown thing in Green Bay. I think you're going to be happy with the Green Bay wide receivers when they get their touchdowns. And when they're not the one catching the touchdowns, you're going to be a little sad. That's true. So, all right. Let's look at the trending upwards. I'm going to go ahead and leave a couple for you. Don't worry. (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, First guy, Puka Nakua. Like this guy, he showed up against this uh against the Seahawks. He showed up against the Rant. Um, sorry, the 49ers. He's the real deal, honestly speaking. Like after those two games, when this guy's serious, and I'm thinking the Rams might be even better than we realize once uh Cooper Cup comes back in too. So it's gonna be interesting to see that situation. So very much respect over there. Number two, uh, Zay Flowers. Boys, he's a baller, right? I I I felt he was gonna be the number one. I think I said it earlier in the year. I think Odell <laughs> will take a. No, no, I said it. Odell will take attention. I remember specifically you saying Odell. Well, okay. Maybe I was more saying Odell will take attention as they thought I was to get open. Mm. (laughs) So, but the numbers will show he's the number one receiver, I guess. And then while Odell is more like in the slot, things like that. But um, then the next person, I know we say only two, but the last person, just just because CJ Stroud, I'm really proud of like what he displayed. Um, you know, the Ohio State because of course, you know, always represent really proud of what he displayed. Um, went out there, he doesn't look like a scrub. Um, and just hoping he can just kind of put it together, even though he played against the the Colts, who were the worst, like the worst team in the league last year, um, other than them. Um, but we'll see next week how, how he pans out. Yeah, I thought CJ Stroud really showed that, especially for fantasy, a that he could be a valuable pass or a pass wow a valuable pocket passer um for fantasy you know those those players that really put up huge numbers so now we know that he can put up 384 in a in a week and with two touchdowns zero interceptions and you know it that means good things for his wide receivers too which I'm sure I'll talk about later um the big one that I wanted to Harp on, um, which I already touched on one of the Green Bay Packers passing offense pieces, but I I got to shout out Jordan Love and Jaden Reed. Christian Watson's getting hasn't played a snap yet, but he's getting lumped in here. And then Romeo Dobbs. Um, Jordan Love's got two straight games with three touchdowns. Mm. He's really showing that Green Bay knows how to start a new journey with a new quarterback and they've surrounded him with these three really young weapons that are all very good. And, and, and right now they all, all three of them seem like really solid number two wide receivers. So we, we haven't yet figured out who's going to be that guy in the offense, but I think we've got a good, there's, there's a good number of, really solid wide receivers that Jordan Love has to throw to and and a good tight end that's a rookie right now too. So that's great. Yeah. Um, my other guy that I'm going to shout out here is got to be Jordan Addison trending up. Jordan Addison is kind of a must start now. Yeah, he is. I love him for you too. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I and I'm sitting there here as as a guy that probably could have used him in my lineup both week one and week two and in week one and week two. Um, I have a hard time putting rookies in over those guys that have just proven themselves. And um, yeah, 
he's probably going to make my lineup next week, and I'm sure that's going to fail me real miserably. So, Where do they play? That's a good question. Well, why don't we why don't we look at well our next segment is going to be trending down, and I, I can start that while you look up that, that yeah, information. Yeah, why don't why don't we why don't we do that? Trending down, um, we got Damian Pierce, um, running back of the uh Tech Houston Texans. Definitely trending downwards. Kind of sad to see it. I wonder if it's a injury thing still or something else. Another one I do want to talk about is Alexander Madison on the Vikings. He's definitely trending downwards. I always felt he wasn't good enough to fill Delvin Cook's shoes, and they're proving me right. And then the next yeah, one I want to say, I'm gonna go I'm gonna jump in here while we're talking Minnesota and circle back. So Jordan Addison and Jeff Justin Jefferson are going to eat. They're playing the Chargers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta have put put mustard, but uh, but yeah, um, ooh, yeah, that's good. And I do want to talk about the Chargers in a second. And then uh, AJ Brown, that was a little bit sad for me, but I think he's gonna have a bounce back game. I'm really interested to see if the sideline dispute that he had with uh, Jalen Hurts is something serious. Or if it's just him, his competitiveness, right? Because he just always wants to feel like he's contributing to the success of the team. I really feel like that. I don't think it's about personal numbers, but it's like, bro, I'm a wide receiver. I'm not receiving anything. I want to be sure that like I'm helping this team win. And and that, that was a tough game, but that they played it against um who did they play against again? The the Jets? No. They, they were against- they were playing the uh, Vikings, which should have yeah, the Vikings been an easy game for them. Arguably, yes, but that zero coverage, man, or that cover zero was really getting at uh, Jalen Hurts. But the nice thing is they're having difficulties early, which the Eagles mean, and which means they'll only get better as they learn and things like that. So which, uh, that'd be interesting to see. But anyway, point be- point being, those are the three that I was like, oh, they are they are definitely trending downwards, and I wonder what's going to happen with them going forward. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely fully believe in A.J. Brown to bat- bounce back here. Um, Alexander Madison, I think he's had a couple bad matchups here as well, but yeah, he, he has been disappointing. And I think, I think you, you need to put him on notice as far as he's, he's, he's definitely a guy that's okay to bench. Of course I say that and we're moving into a chargers matchup, which is really hard to bench him against, but Tampa Bay, who he played in Philadelphia, both, both have great interior defensive lines. And I think that's important to note moving forward for running backs is those good interior defensive lines really wreak havoc for running backs. And, and that's how, you know, um, you know, those really good defensive tackles are going to disrupt the running game. Um, that's why the jets uh, shut down Brees Hall so easily and Davin cook. Right. Right. Um, you said the jets, you mean the, Sorry, the Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they got the Patriots coming up too. So we'll see. Patriots didn't do well against Mostert last week. So, um, yeah. But yeah, but but Judon is their best pass rusher, and I don't think as a as a unit they're not fully there yet. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're probably right there. Um, my guys, definitely, Jahan Dotson is interesting as a trending down. Um, he's a touchdown dependent guy. That that whole team, Washington's passing offense is touchdown dependent. I feel so. I'm not 
concerned with him other than the fact that I don't think we're going to see as massive of a breakout as we were hoping. Um, and then Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham Jr. all lumped together. Um, those two have clearly been ostracized as the two and the three in this offense, maybe even the three and the four. If Nelson Aguilar keeps popping up now. I think somebody got injured, right? That's why that's why he was on the field. But um, even still, you know, it's basically Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews in the Baltimore offense. So we've probably got some decisions to make here. Um, coming up with week three, you know, what are you doing with some of those more questionable players on your roster um and i guess let's let's go rapid fire on these guys um because i think these are going to be more valuable for people but we don't need to also spend that much time so also you are such uh, i just want to say this you're an you're an (laughs) a-hole you went and scooped up justice hill just to put him on the trade block i'm like this guy no no he was already labeled in our league as on the block. I didn't put him on the block. Okay. I was like, this guy just picked him up just to put him on the block. I I really needed him, but he was trash last week anyway. So yeah, I was yeah, too you, upset. Yeah, he would have helped me more than he would have helped you. But that was pretty funny. You never responded to my uh my shout out to you when I was uh I, I think I just said in your face when I got him for one dollar more than you. I do have a question. How did you get it for $1 more than me? Well, if you remember, I actually told you that you should probably spend like 50. Uh, I, I told you I, you should spend about 70% of your. Uh, your. Uh, I remember that of no, my. Um, yeah. And I actually had a bid in there for about 70. And then I was like, ah, you know what? I really don't need them that bad. And so I went I went down. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do 51. And that's that's a, a learning opportunity for you, I think, because you never go with the zero number because somebody's always going to do like the, the 51. <laughs> gotcha. Now, did you see my bid before you, you put in yours? I can't see the bids. Oh, great. All right, then I'm not worried. Good job, then. <laughs> no, that would that would be cheating, Chip. Yeah. Hey, I don't put it above you. <laughs> oh, no, I was just joking. No, no, you're good. So, all right, all right let's talk about the decisions to make. All right, so for let me ask you the questions, and then uh, you can ask me some. Sounds sounds good. Sounds good. What what would you do with uh Kyle Pitts? So Kyle Pitts is a startable tight end. He's not a must start, but he's probably going to sit in your lineup, and you're just gonna have to. Realize that you're going to have good and bad games and don't be worried. He's going to give you one or two goose eggs, zero point games. That means um, every year, but that's just because of the low volume passing offense, which by the way, was higher volume this past week. So we should keep an eye on that. Um, So yeah, overall, Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts. He's going to stay exactly the way he's been. You shouldn't expect more than 20 points from him, but he might hit zero sometimes. 
you know, but yep. you hope for about 10 points from Kyle Betts. That's a good game. What do you do with Joe Burrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Joe Burrow is definitely frightening right now. Um, I haven't seen his recent status. I know he's re-aggravated his injury, um, but he's he's still only questionable for the next game. Um, he's had one really bad game and one decent game for fantasy purposes. And I think we're going to have problems with him all year with his calf injury. Um, he's not looking good out there. His weapons really aren't doing all that well for fantasy again. T Higgins had a bounce back, of course, but yeah, I'm worried about Joe Burrow and you might try to sell him. Um, but it, it's probably everybody's probably understanding where he's at right now. So you might you might just have to bench him if you can. All right. I do. You want so, me to give you a couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we'll go two and two. Okay. So I'll I'll give you what do you think of Gus Edwards and Justice Hill? Who who are you uh holding on to? Who's the who's the real dog here? <laughs> You see that deep, deep sigh, deep breath right there. <laughs> Tough choice. I will say honestly, I haven't seen Justice Hill play, so it's hard for me to kind of decide. But based on gut, I feel like Gus Edwards is who I will start over Justice Hill, mainly because he, since he's a little bit bigger, he might get the handoffs more close to the red zone to allow him to push in and then get those touchdowns, which are clearly worth the most points. That's just my. I'm making that as my opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, in that capacity. So I would start Gus Edwards. Um that would, be, the Gus that would be the right that would be the right answer if it wasn't a trick question. The the answer is neither of them. <laughs> They're in a time. Well, I thought you were telling me pick and choose if I had to. Well, oh I did. I did tell you to pick and choose. Okay, okay. So yeah, so yeah, screw you too. So <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. what about what about Jameer Gibbs? What are you thinking about him? You know what? I haven't seen him play at all. Ah, well, that's a problem. But what do you think? Um, I he's been looking really good. Um, he's just been underutilized, and this is the same crap that we saw with uh DeAndre Swift when he was on this team in the same role, and it feels like he's still in that role. Or, you know, Jameer Gibbs is then is uh two point of of Swift. So I'm not. I'm not super excited for him on my team, but I feel like you have to start him. He's been he's been out there. He's been ready to go. So I don't know. Um, I'll I'll pass Zach Charbonnet back to you. What do you think, Charbs? Um, I mean he's not a must start. I'll be honest with you. He's clearly not a must start. He's barely getting three points a game, but I think that the Seahawks offense is still gelling together and I think he will become usable but honestly it's hard to it's hard to see it because Walker is killing it out there he is just single-handedly just doing everything by himself mm-hmm. Come on, he's a he's an all down back so yeah. it's making it difficult so honestly Charles might be just a bench play for the rest of the year if yeah, Walker stays healthy I think Gibbs and Charbonnet are going to get stronger as the year goes on more more workload on their teams but also 
there's more opportunity for the starter to get injured and them to show up. That's true. So, all right, for you, we got two plays for you, Josh Reynolds and Quentin Johnston. Yeah, so Josh Reynolds has had a few good weeks here, a couple good weeks, and um, and you know what? I, I think he is playable. He's on Detroit. He's He's kind of formed – filled that number two role on the Detroit offense. And I think he's sticking in it. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of excited about them, about him. Um, and then Quentin Johnston, he is going to be a deep bench. Well, a deep bench guy. I hope you got him on your taxi squad, which you probably didn't with how much you paid, but hopefully Hopefully you got him on your taxi squad right now because I don't think he's seeing the light of day until an injury pops up. You talking about uh, which one we'll call it, Quentin? Quentin Johnston, yeah. Yeah, which is weird. That's really weird to me. Yeah, well, he just there's too many guys in front of him. He's there's Palmer, there's Williams, Mike Williams, and Mike Williams cooked for me this this time around. He was cooking. Keenan Allen. Yeah, but yep. all, yeah, yeah. So they're doing, I agree doing good. What are, All what right, next one for you. Chicago? Oh, it's for me. Yeah, you're right. Receivers. The Chicago receivers, I don't really trust them other than DJ Moore. And the reason is because the Chicago offense is not really firing yet, right? Um, They have, like, a couple design runs for Justin Fields this, last, this past week. But they need to commit to more something that their identity is not clear and is making it hard to, to, to play and enjoy what they're doing. So for right now, they're not really must starts other than DJ Moore. He's still going to get his. What about Puka Nakua um, when Cooper Cup comes back? You still start him. <laughs> I, I, I definitely think... agree. I think his volume is such that, like, he and he's not really playing the Cooper Cup role. He's an outside wide receiver. Yep. So I think both of these guys are going to light up the scoreboards when, when he's back. So, and, yep. And if he's back, you know, this could be a re aggravation thing. Cooper Cup could. Could be a long drawn out process for Cup. That is true. That is true. All right, this is your team. I mean, not really, but you know, this is the team that you like <laughs> because of the coach. Uh, looking at the Giants, uh, what do you do with Jalen Hyatt and Isaiah Hodgins? Yeah. So the wide receivers here, just to give you an idea. Don't try to don't try to manipulate me now. <laughs> the um, so far, the top three wide receivers are all within a point of each other. Hyatt's got eleven. Point nine, Hodgins eleven point nine, and Darius Slayton ten point seven. Now those aren't great season numbers, right? Um, Jalen Hyatt had a Zippo in week one, and Hodgins had negative point one week one. So, um, <laughs> so Hodgins actually had twelve twelve points this past week. So. What I'm trying to say here is that this is an evenly spread out offense and nobody has yet emerged. So all of their ceilings are going to be pretty low, but the floor is relatively high here because this is not a team that can really do much outside of, or can really, um, what's it called? Can really compete well right now. They they are having to play from behind, and so I think that's going to help these wide receivers. And the get the, their numbers, yeah, that's true. 
the injury to Saquon Barkley is only going to hurt that. So, or, or help that, I guess you could say. Yep. Perspective of more points for the wide receivers. Um, What do you think? Are Arizona players buy, good by lows? Yeah. I mean, especially Dobbs and uh, Connor, James Connor. Um, real good too. Two really good people to pick up. Um, Brown, Brown is playing um receiver for them, right? Yeah, Marquise Brown. Um, yeah. and and we like Michael Wilson too. Um, yes. So, you know, I I think Marquise Brown is obviously the guy to have if you're gonna have one. But Michael Wilson is slowly, slowly getting better. But he actually took a set, step back. And had his um he he had more fantasy points in week two, but cut they cut his snap percentage in half, which is wild to me. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but I I have a feeling that Michael Wilson's about to get a lot more involved. Hmm. That makes sense. Okay. All right then. Next thing we got here, we got Dallas defense or is that defense? You skipped Garrett Wilson. No, Garrett Wilson to say right away. Garrett Garrett Wilson is still a must start. Um, he's a. Do you do you think so? I do. He's been good the last two weeks, and I know they've been kind of on fluky plays, but in like touchdowns and stuff. But like, I just think he's uber talented, and he's just gonna get his every week. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, cool. I like to hear that. All right, the last one we got: Dallas defense or San Francisco defense? You pick. Yeah, which is the better defense? Um, you know what? I I think I trust San Francisco more. Dallas, I just always I, I doubt on Dallas all day, every day. I'm gonna go with Dallas. Yeah, only because they have more takeaways in San Francisco on average. Yeah, that's fair. I honestly, I don't want to play against either of them, and I think that's really the 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 key here is if your guys are play, going up against Dallas or San Francisco, I think you're gonna have a hard time, you know. Which only I mean, only shows how Puka Nakua has actually shown up so well against San Francisco. So that's it, it shows how talented he is. So that's great. Um, we'll finish the segment with just talking two injuries to be mindful of Anthony Richardson in concussion protocol. And then Brandon, Ayuk got a little bit banged up. Um, one of our listeners had a, a question on him, whether or not Jennings would be a good pickup, um, or a good play with Brandon, Ayuk out. Um, and, just so you know, Ayuk did come back in the game, so he might be back out there next week, but it's just worth keeping an eye on. I think even if Ayuk is out, I don't know that I'm really all that psyched about Jennings. I know he's had flash games before, but there's still so many other miles to feed that I think Debo and Kittle are going to be are more likely to be the recipients of the higher workload than Jennings. So that's that's my take on that. Why don't we move into the week three starts of the week, and we'll start ourselves off with our week two guys. And, again, we always play 
players or we always are mentioning players that are not every week starts, um, but could be good starts this week. So when we did that for week two, all right, we're going to look at who we chose for week two and run through how each of us did. So we're going to start with Dr. Chibs, guys. At quarterback, he chose Derek Carr versus the Panthers. He has not played yet. He's actually playing right now. So we're going to not be able to tell you exactly how he's done. Running back, Tyler Algier versus the Packers. He did not. He he was not great. Um, So minus one point in our little calculator for him there. Romeo Dobbs versus the Falcons. Not great. Uh, tight end, Isaiah Likely versus the Bengals. He was bad. Um, and then defense, Jim and I actually inadvertently chose the same defense, the Saints versus the Panthers. Again, they have not played. They're playing right now. Um, and then at kicker, Brandon Aubrey. This was Chip's best take of the day. Um, Brandon Aubrey versus the Jets. He was great last week. So um, Brandon Aubrey, definitely a, a guy to get behind. Um by and large and then looking at my guys so um i had quarterback daniel jones versus arizona he was great running back jamal williams versus carolina he was okay drake london wide receiver versus green bay he was good luke musgrave versus atlanta at tight end not great um defense New Orleans hasn't played. Kicker, Brandon McManus, was great. Um, That gives me four points and Chib minus two. Um, With our defenses being the same, the highest variability, or, (laughs) yeah, variability is uh, two points here. So um, I am going to end up taking this win here over Chib. Um, So so that's really unfortunate for him. He he also... uh, Got disconnected a little bit here. It sounds like he's probably on and run off and watch the game. That's my guess. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's let's see who uh, Dr. Chib chose for week three. He chose first. Um, he has quarterback Tua Tungavailoa versus the Broncos. Running back DeAndre Swift versus the Bucks. Um, wide receiver, I think this one's maybe a little bit too in the zone of uh, uh, must-starts at this point, but uh, Puka Nukua um, versus the Bengals. Tight end, Hunter Henry. Um, defense, Seattle versus Panthers. We knew he'd choose that. And then he's sticking with kicker Brandon Aubrey, but he's not even telling us who he's versus. Um, so I, I'm sure he's, he's going to be a good good pickup this week um brandon aubrey again he's he is the new he's the new kicker for dallas um so and he is going up against arizona so that is a good choice this week for me my quarterback starting this week is cj stroud versus jacksonville running back raheem mostert versus denver wide receiver nico collins versus jacksonville Tight end Kyle Pitts versus Detroit. Got to get somebody from Atlanta in here. Um, And Detroit's a good team against, um, a good team to go up against for your wide receivers. 
And then we've got um, defense Philadelphia versus Tampa Bay. That's a little bit on edge. Maybe it gets uh, the wide receiver that Cho- Chib chose makes it even. And then kicker Brett Mayer um, versus Cincinnati. So those are our choices for the week. Um, in terms of do's and don'ts for week three, um, I'm going to go through my do's and we'll see if Chib is able to reconnect here. Um, if not, I'll, I'll let you know what he said. Uh, my do's do buy players that should be good and buy them low. Um, so if, if players that you know to be good are doing poorly currently, like AJ Brown, um, buy low. And actually I might take my own advice and go see what AJ Brown's worth right now. Who's up next? Uh, you know, somebody like, I don't know. Let's see who's doing pretty poorly. Jahan Dotson. Not great. We think he's good. You know, maybe you buy in on him. Michael Wilson still not doing much. Maybe we buy him. Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm probably not going to be able to buy him low. Let's see. Other guys, uh, George Pickens. You know, we haven't seen him yet tonight, so we don't know if he's if he's doing well or not. Um, Jane Jalen Hyatt just flashed a little bit. Rashi Rice flashed a little bit in Week One. Um, so you know, some of these guys might be might be relevant, and you can you can maybe get them low. Um, while you still can buy them low while you still can my second do sell your propped up players that are doing well so those players that are circumstantially good definitely worth buying in on all right what what does it mean to be circumstantially good it means that your players are only in a situation temporarily that will make them good thinking about Christian Kirk last week when Zay Jones went down. Christian Kirk was circumstantially good. Now, if those circumstances continue, maybe Christian Kirk will still be good. But, um, you know, not saying that he's going, it's not clear that he's going to be continued to be good um, with with Zay Jones when he's back. Um, so, Dr. Chib is back. I am wondering... Do you want to do your first do? Since I've I've done my first two. I'll do my first two as well. Number one, abuse waivers, which means just keep a watch out for players doing the right doing well. Um, you know, injuries happen, things like that. So be ready to attack and replenish your squad when you need to. Right now, I have four quarterbacks. Well, no, I have yeah, four quarterbacks. Hannon Hooker. Ouch. I forget the guy. He's on Miami. <laughs> Mike White. White, Mike White. I got uh Aaron Rodgers and I got uh Anthony Richardson. Yeah, they're all injured. So <laughs> so I already put in for uh for Dobbs. But yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a tough one situation for me. But yeah, but abuse the waivers. I got a great kicker though, um Aubrey. Oh my god, like this guy's gonna be great for me. I'm very excited to have him on the team. Um, so def- definitely do that. My second thing, play situational football. You have to see what the matchups are pretty much every week. I think um, uh, you talk about this a little bit in the don'ts, but you got to look at the situation, right? 
look at the matchup. Is it is it favorable to your player? Or is it not favorable to your player? I'll be honest. For me, it don't really matter because I'm trash. So I'm playing on my rookies because it's like I might as well <laughs> try something <laughs> different. But for those of you who aren't trash with me, like yeah, of course you gotta look at like okay, who's playing? Are they gonna be good against the team? Are they gonna be bad against the team? Like we talked about earlier, teams with good um interior defensive lines. They are really good at the run, at stopping the run. So you may not, you may look at the court, the running backs you have and say, okay, they're playing against the Cowboys. They're not going to get that many points, right? Maybe I need to put, like, in the in the flex position, instead of putting a running back, you might need to put a tight end or wide receiver, you know, when you have it. So depending on the situation. So those are my two. Yeah, those are good too. Um, my next, or my last do is do by... Houston pass catchers. I think this is a good time to get in on them. Um, again, not trying to, not trying to overcompensate or over, uh, react. overreact. Thank you. But last week we saw that Houston really can be one of those garbage time teams where, even though they're going to be losing most of their games, they'll still be able to. CJ Stroud will still be able to throw the ball enough to make these pass catchers relevant. And so thinking about Nico Collins, he's been really good for for his team um so far. And then and then also um, you know, looking at uh Tank Dell. You know, he's he's had some flashes already. So there's some real guys out there that um on Houston that you can you can play for real. Um, what's your What's your last one? In the dudes, my last one, my last one, real straightforward. Pakua is for real. Two games against two good defenses is like, and he and he balled out. So I think that's somebody that, if you don't have him and if he's available, go get him. Honestly, don't waste your time. Go get him. Real, real good, real good pickup. But I know he's a rookie, so somebody probably has him. Yeah. But definitely. He might be he's in he's in a tough offensive rookie of the year already. It's crazy. <laughs> That's so, wild. All right, Puka all right. Nakua. Let's talk about uh, the don'ts. Don'ts, which by the way, Puka Nakua is in that zone for me in your picks where I'm starting to get shaky whether he because he's kind of a must start right now. But I, I gave it to you. I gave it to you. Um don'ts for me. Don't go all in or all out yet. Um, it's it's a good idea if you're if you're thinking you're doing well. Um, if you've won both of your first two games, you know maybe and you've won them well. You know maybe maybe you make a move or two. Um, you know minor moves to strengthen your roster just a little bit. Um, but certainly don't just spend all your money on, you know, someone who's only going to be good this year um, when you might just be overreacting to some fluky games in week the first two weeks. Um, and also don't just sell your whole roster that you thought was going to be excellent coming in the year when you um, have had a couple bad weeks. So um, don't go all in or out. And I think this kind of leads into your uh, next don't. Which is don't overreact. Um, one thing that is a consistent pattern in the NFL is, is, for example, the offense is always slower to catch up. It always has a catch up to the defense in the in the year. 
So offenses are not even to their best of their ability. They haven't their flow isn't all all the way there. So don't overreact. I know some people are overreacting in terms of like AJ Brown, um, and saying okay maybe he's not he's not gonna be performing as well this year, but it's a new year. You know, we're trying, new things are happening. So let's see let's see what goes on. There's also injured players. We're gonna change the dynamics of teams once they get back in, right? Or there might be players who get injured, which will then change the dynamics of teams as well. So you never know what's gonna happen. So just be calm, stay steady, and just adjust week to week. That's a good point. To that point, don't buy propped up players. Those are players again in positions that are probably not gonna do well um for in the foreseeable future. And they're only doing well because you know somebody ahead of them is actually out. Or something like that. Um, players like that, DeAndre Swift, honestly, um, he was excellent last week, but he's on shaky ground in that offense. And I would not I I don't think he's got a secure enough road to to really being relevant. Um so worth keeping in mind. What's your next don't? Don't do the same thing and expect a different result. So sometimes um, when you see you're trying the same people, same people is not working, try something, try something different. You know, either you got to go in and go get go to some trades, go into the waivers, whatever it may be. Um, just start all the rookies. I don't know. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm just starting all the rookies. It's my best week. <laughs> <laughs> so just kind of switch it up sometimes depending on your situation just switch it up and see what happens it may actually give you some fresh ideas fresh perspectives as well um and kind of help you out and help you like kind of stay engaged right sometimes if you just like kind of stay, stay in the motions you kind of like get lost and miss opportunities but when you're like you know maybe i'll switch it up this week and see what happens you, you stay engaged it stays more it stays exciting for you as well um yeah, and just and I think it makes your Sunday just go by a little bit better. Yep. My last don't is don't use defense matchups right now for determining good plays versus bad plays yet. So we still have a way too small a sample size for these defenses. And a lot of the apps use the first two weeks to tell you, okay, these these are your good matchups against wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, um, quarterbacks, they might not be yet. So, um, you know, some of them are, some of those things are correct at this point, but there's a lot that aren't, there's, especially in the middle. Um, so just be aware of that. And, and it's worth, you know, waiting probably one more week. By week three, we've got a fairly good idea as far as, you know, who has really separate, which defenses have really separated themselves in certain areas. You. My last one, real straightforward, don't ignore having good backups. You got to have them. All right. Uh, learn from my situation, y'all. I got four quarterbacks that are out. <laughs> so you got to have good backups. You know, things happen. You never know what's going to um, what's gonna occur. Just be ready for those situations. Yeah. Yeah. You need you need good backups in order to take your team far. You know, if you're doing well right now, but you've you're thin as heck, get some depth to really boost your boost your roster moving forward. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us next week. We're talking week three review and week four preview.
please reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter. Follow and message us on Instagram at Blue Collar Dynasty or on Twitter at Born Football. That's B-O-R-N-E Football. We'd love to hear from you. That's our weekly pod. Don't forget, y'all, choose happiness and spread love. Give them hell.